0: Satellite Sisters and this is our recap of the CVS drama Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my sister Julie Dolan, Russian expert. Julie, this was really your show, wasn't it? I I had my fur hat on, Leanne. I was ready for it. Yes,
1: Russia, Russia, Russia. The whole I mean, show, yeah, everything about Russia.
0: I know. I mean, you know, details, big stories, little stories. You know, made up uh, strongman. It was fantastic. Uh, we are glad that Madam Secretary is back. This was, I think, they were calling it their winter premiere. And Julie. Fun fact, I don't know if you know that this di- this episode was directed by Jeffrey Arend, who plays Matt, the speechwriter. So he directed I didn't it. know
1: that, Leanne. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that l- good little detail. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I follow, you know, many of the cast members on Twitter, and they were congratulating each other last night and live tweeting it, and it was it was fun. It's fun to be a part of it. I, I wasn't watching it live because I go to bed too early. I was <laughs> <laughs> it's better in the morning i find leanne
1: or it, we can do this sort of very sharp viewing that we do here at satellite sisters of madam secretary early in the morning i find
0: that's true that's true that was my doorbell i do know it's probably fedex i don't know we'll see <laughs> okay and that giant dog of yours and the dog is it's... locked in the laundry room okay, she, okay. she is barking my my security system okay so this episode was called Metia, and we find out sort of in the last scene what that means i didn't know what that mean meant when i saw the title did you i knew it was
1: kind of a nickname leanne so uh i but i didn't know what the significance of it was going to be
0: okay oh all right so but i felt like the alternate titles were this how to break up with your Russian spy boyfriend and the Vice President of the United States. So <laughs> there was it was sort of two breakups uh, in uh-huh. this episode. You could have called it, my cannon is bigger than your cannon. <laughs> yes, there was some blasting scenes
1: there at the palace. Uh, I've been in that palace, Leon, in Moscow. Yep. Oh, really?
0: Whose palace yes, is it? Said, of
1: course I have. Yes. Uh, so it's quite grand. I never saw any cannons, large cannons, or heard any blasting when I was there.
0: Do you think they really shot that in Moscow, or was it just staged to look like it? I uh, I, Leon,
1: I can't say, you know, it's the it's the mystery of Hollywood. OK, we'll just, movie magic. We'll just,
0: yeah. Yes. Okay. movie magic. Or else just call it Russia, 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 because that's it was just all about Russia. We had two basic storylines. Story A was Bess taking out the passive aggressive PTA vice president. <laughs> 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 or she she's actually the vice president of the United States, but she portrayed herself as a PTA mom. So there you go.
1: I know. Um, I kind of saw it as, you know, this was a generational fight, Leanne, between these two women. Like the vice president was older. She was in the original generation that had to wear the bow ties, you know, the female bow ties when they first started to go to work. And there's Bess wearing now the, you know, she's wearing the loose bow tie because she's from a younger, (laughs) hipper generation. So it was the fight of the
0: bow ties, (laughs) Leanne. Wow. Julie, that is some insightful fashion analysis. Here Only for you. Only for you. Yep. All right. And then our second storyline was the Russian assassin tries to take out Dmitry. I mean, so things go are going badly right from the start, right? We mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. see that Dmitry is a target, the Russians are coming to get him, and also that the Russian What is he called? The president? The Russian president? Yes, the Russian
1: president. There, yeah, he's the Putin character in the in the show. Yes. All
0: right. So he uh, he came out and he wants to stop all Americans from adopting Russian children right now, immediately. And he's on this kind of wacky news slash State of the Union slash, uh, which is
1: true. Which is true. That's exactly what Putin does every year. He gives uh, you know this
0: around the new year.
1: He gives this annual televised Q&A thing, and they have some Russian dolls standing next to him like they did in the TV show. And then he takes allegedly all these spontaneous phone calls uh, and questions from people from all over Russia. Of course, none of it is spontaneous. It's all sort of staged, uh, but they do it every year. So, yes, that that is a a true uh, media event that goes on in Russia.
0: Oh, okay. Well, they call it The View Meets Joseph Stalin. I thought that was a funny line (laughs) in the show. But um, so theoretically, the Russian president is mad that the Americans went out and struck this peace deal in the Middle East that stabilizes the Middle East, and that's bad news for Russia, who wants to have more influence in Syria. So as a reaction to that, the Russian president says we are stopping you do the russian accent we are stopping the, the adoptions <laughs> immediately what is immediately Leon, okay. immediately yes
1: okay. and this is the uh, the russian government has done this from yeah. time where they have halted the adoption of uh, Rush, Russian children, and I have I have seen some of the Russian, uh, you know, sadly some of these they're uh, they're 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 almost like they're called warehouses actually in Russia where you know uh, children all kinds of children are just put they're terrible in and that. You know, so many Americans have come over, they've adopted children, there's, you know, been a happy ending for, for so many of these children, you know, that many of whom have special needs, uh, and it's, uh, so it's, it's a good thing. So this is, you know, a particularly emotional uh, topic that um, from time to time it's happened that these, you know, sort of mid-course, these American families are negotiating for, you know, over a year. They've made multiple visits to Russia to visit the children, to be interviewed, and then all of a sudden, you know, the adoptions are, you know, turned off. And so that's
0: heartbreaking. Yes. Uh, And and it did seem, though, it was affecting, I mean, I I know it's heartbreaking, but I was like, wow, this seems like a big to-do if it was only affecting 300 families, you know? (laughs) I thought like that list. was a small amount as I, well, Liam. Yeah, I thought
1: it I thought it was a small yeah. number there. I thought struck me too. I don't know what I don't know what the actual number is. Yeah, I
0: mean, I don't know what the limit would be for me like oh, if it's 400 kids, okay. But it was certainly playing into Bess's emotions and also the emotions of surprise the vice president. Now, mm-hmm. we haven't seen much of this female vice president, Vice President Hurst. She was at I think one or maybe two episodes at the end of last season. She sort of yeah. snuck in there when Vess B- Bess was thinking about becoming the vice president, but as we know, as she said, she didn't go to the Christmas party at Bess's, did she, Julie? <laughs> no, leigh Le- 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 no. But she heard about it, right? Yeah, because she, she slammed Bess because she, Bess had a taco truck. I mean- Now, leigh
1: Le- 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 you know you had a taco truck at your son's uh, college graduation, yes. and it was delicious, super popular. Everybody loved it. It was a f- fabulous party. So there is nothing wrong
0: with the taco truck. No, no, Julie. In fact, I'm having another party two weeks from now. I'm having the taco truck back. So I don't know, Vice President, if you think that's really going to affect the women from my generation, you're wrong. Because you know what? People love tacos. <laughs> People... And
1: that's going to be your political platform, Liam. <laughs> they,
0: I mean, there's nothing. there's nothing more American than a taco. I'm saying that. All right, so uh, so this vice president, she seems very sympathetic to the adoption issue. She's tired of what cutting ribbons and opening buildings and things like that. So you know, President Dalton decides to throw her a bone, and then and she he loops in the vice president on what is clearly like a diplomatic issue. Bess and her team is tasked with coming up with sanctions and how we get this reversed, and we want these families to get their kids. So let's get recommendations from. Blake and Jay. And in the meantime, the vice president goes off and holds her own press conference that we later learn is staged and sort of mm-hmm. inserts herself in the middle of this diplomatic situation.
1: Right. She's trying to get the political upper hand, like even Jay, like mealy mouth, pale Jay, her you know chief of staff can see that the vice president is gunning for Madam Secretary, so yes, she she wants to get the upper hand. This is a you know a winning issue. If the Vice President can be seen as solving the adoption problem, that that can really you know boost her um, campaign, uh, her electability. Perhaps
0: and so and we get you know the vice president's backstory that she was the PTA mom who just got involved in politics so that they would stop putting asbestos in schools and uh, and but she gives best that glare like but there was always that one mom that didn't believe in me or whatever that line was what was that yeah Julie? I like
1: that I like that whole scene you know Oof. it was just didn't think she was ready right. Yeah. You know, that was the meaning that sometimes women don't always work for other women's uh, sake, too, that sometimes women stand in the way of other women. So uh, she and she doesn't want best standing in the way of her political
0: ambitions. Right. So uh, I I think someone should stand in the way of that electric blue suit she was wearing. I mean, (laughs) someone ought to block her from putting on one of those again. Oh, I know, but, well, Bess had to go
1: to Deathcom 3 because she put that gangster suit back on <laughs> to go f- for the follow-up meeting. Did you notice that, Leanne? It was didn't. a wide pinstripe suit with that red shirt. You know I hate that look. And, and Bess <laughs> only wears that when it's an emergency situation. So...
0: Okay. So the so the president of Russia is now playing the vice president against secretary McCord and invites the VP to Russia to Moscow. Bess hops along. So they both go. And then there's a bizarre scene where the vice president is like a coquette with the president of Russia. And instead of staying focused and staying on topic, as Bess suggests, she's like, ooh, can I see your weaponry? Yeah.
1: Can I see your guns? Yeah. I'd like to hold your guns. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what she was doing there. What was she doing? I think she was, I don't know. She was just trying to play around with the president of Russia. She wanted to see that cannon go off, Leon. So there's a scene where they're shooting a cannon in the hallway of this palace. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who on the the writing team thought up that idea. Yeah, let's have them shoot off a cannon in the palace.
0: Okay, so uh, I, and then the vice president picks up the gun that allegedly belonged to Peter the Great. I thought she was going to shoot best with that gun at one point. <laughs> I thought she
1: was really I was a little worried about
0: that yes when she started handling that gun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But of course Bess turns it right around with her, you know, superior intellect. She knows everything about Peter the Great and she's getting right in there and she's gonna negotiate this and it's all gonna be good and they're gonna make those adoptions happen and they're gonna give the Russians a tiny bit of something something. And then the vice president just starts to agree to something that Bess is like, Are you kidding? We're not gonna pull our troops out of Bulgaria, right? Is right. That the no,
1: that was... Yeah. I mean, that would break up the whole NATO alliance. You know, that's where... The vice president just seems like a hack politician. Like, sure, we can do a side deal. We can, you know, yeah, we can we can agree to this now, and then we'll retract that later. And Bess is like, uh-uh, foreign policy. I have a higher goal, and, you know, we've got to defend NATO, and that if we if we agree to this now, it's going to signal all the wrong things to our NATO partners. So Bess was right.
0: Yeah. And uh, as Bess said, your promises aren't my promises. Get on, get on the plane, bake sale. Yeah. I mean, she's like, like, forget it. We're not doing this. We're not jeopardizing the nation's security. So for your campaign ad, I thought that was another uh, good Mm -hmm. one. There were a lot of good slams. There was a lot of good. Yeah, these
1: two are these two are going at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey yeah. this is this is only round one.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's true. We'll probably see a lot more of this. Basically, this vice president wants Bess to promise that she's not gonna run for president and Bess can't do that. So this is Why where- weren't you
1: surprised about that? I, I thought, you know, Bess never really wanted to run for vice president, but is it she just doesn't want to make some assurance to this VP who she doesn't like? Or I I maybe my, maybe
0: she's thinking Bess and Oprah 2020. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe she feels inspired. Lynn, anything is possible these days. If she has a black dress, she's in. She can she can take it. Okay, so you know, seriously, mccord Winfrey is a good ticket. I just in that order. In yeah. that order. Okay, so. Uh, so it looks like the deal is dead. They go home and you know what always gets my juices going? Making what? out with my husband, Julie. I like, to, okay. I like to just fall on a chair and a half and make out with my husband. And then, oh, and then I have a good work idea because that's exactly what happens to Bess and Henry. I like that, that was such a awkward makeout so uh, awkward.
1: session. They're on this big chair. Yeah. Beth, Beth is sort of sitting in, in his back in Henry's back. And, or you know, and then she's like, I don't know. He like jumps on top of her. I was like, yeah. whoa! They're gonna <laughs> fall on the floor if they keep keep that up. So, and, then and he's then, like pawing off her coat. Did you see that? He was like manhandling uh, her. <laughs> I I realize they're a married couple and everything, but <laughs> it's
0: awkward. So, uh, in the middle of the makeout session, she's like. By George, I think I've got it. And she figures out that they can get the orphans to back to America if they trade the assassin. So they Exactly. Make an- and
1: how do they? Can I just interrupt for one second? Yeah. And how does Bess know about the assassin? Because once again, Henry, the world's worst spy, <laughs> is chatting it up on the telephone with <laughs> Bess in Russia. And guess what? There are a few bugs there. People are few spies over there. And the two of them are talking about the top secret uh, assassin that was on the loose that they're, that they've
0: caught. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, okay. So, so, but it works. Russia, Russia goes for it. The president goes for it. It's a secret deal. And, you know, they get the photo op they want with all the Russian kids coming off the plane to their new American family. So orphans for assassins. That's a good, um, that's a good campaign slogan. That is it. <laughs> that's not going to come back to haunt her if she runs. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, <laughs> so okay, but and this, particularly because the reason that they got the assassin
1: to turn was money, right? Yeah, everything, everything for is for sale in the new
0: Russia, Leon. Everything. There you yeah. go, Julie. Yes, okay. that that that's we're reading about every day in the paper. So yes. All right, so in our second storyline, it's our star-crossed lovers, Dimitri and Stevie. Now, we know the end is coming for them. And why is that? Because they're so attractive. They just, they can't possibly stay together. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. It's hard to look at the two of them in the same shot. They're
1: such a cute couple. I know. So, adorable.
0: So we learn right off the bat that they're going to they know they're looking the Russians are looking for Dmitry and they're tracking him and they know he has a he has a girlfriend in Hayes Adams and that they meet at the same place every lunchtime and you know Julie I know what you were thinking me too. <laughs> I didn't know that White House interns and CIA agents got such long lunches. <laughs> I know that is really that afternoon delight is wow. hard to
1: fit in when you're just a young up upstarting uh, intern, wow. also, can I can I just say that yeah. that contraption that the assassin had, that Cold War apparatus yeah. thing, that button thing, what yeah. the heck was that, Leon? I don't know. I mean, that was from like the nineteen fifties with the little switch and the <laughs> click thing. We don't they don't have anything more advanced than that. I don't know. It seemed to do the trick, but yes, so. Our lovers were being, you know, tracked
0: by a GRU assassin. So yeah. not good. Not a good situation. Uh, and there are a couple of things we noticed when they, they're having their um lunch, taking their lunch break, that Dimitri seemed very tan for a Russian in the middle of the winter. Didn't he? <laughs> I mean – Yes, he did, Liam. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's dangling the prospect of them going away for the weekend to a quote cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh, red flag. I mean, red flag. Don't go. I thought I she. I mean, wasn't I, that in the
1: born identity? Didn't yes. someone die in, yes, in yes. the cabin? The romantic, the romantic interlude in yes, the Blue Ridge yes. Mountains? Yeah, just don't do that. Yes, no. Yes.
0: So they never make it to the cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And here's why. Because uh, Stevie's mom and dad, who happened to be the secretary of state and a spy, uh, get called in by the head of the CIA and told, hey, by the way, your daughter is dating your employee slash a Russian agent and her life is in danger. That was a good scene, I thought. <laughs> because
1: they both started blaming each other. Yes, yes. And that's
0: what married couples do. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. I, I think henry deserves a lot of blame for this i i will say like the scene where henry confronts dimitri i know it was supposed to be all papa bear and everything but i'm like well you're the one that like lured him into the cia had him tortured and nearly killed brought him here treated him like a son and basically teed up your daughter to meet him I don't right, know. and then I
1: Stevie is totally guilty. she pursued Dimitri, yeah, you know that I mean, but she, she didn't wore know that... he
0: she knew he worked for her dad, but she didn't know he was a double agent, I mean she no, didn't know, the backstory. know but she
1: wore that you know that cold, shoulders, she, cold uh, shoulder sweater and yeah. that other dress that wasn't really a dress, it was a shirt, I mean, and those giant boots uh, I mean she. She definitely was the aggressor in the relationship. Yeah, so, that's a strong word. A, she was too. an
0: interested young woman, and he's adorable. And so, you know, I mean, she admitted it. She said she was the one that pursued him, uh, right. and then he apologized. I'm sorry, I endangered your daughter's life. And he says, "I'm sorry, you were tortured." And that's an unusual exchange between <laughs> father and boyfriend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but then he has the nerve to use Demetria's bait honestly, again. Okay, right? I mean. I
1: mean to, to lure out the assassin who's now running around Washington. Okay, yeah. so we have to get, we have to get him because he does have that Cold War, War era button. button that he might press at any it's moment. It's a big button. So.
0: I bet it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there you go. I think Dimitri needs to get away from Henry, not Stephen. <laughs> so, and then in the middle of all this, we get, oh, Cagney and Lacey joke. That was fun. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, uh So long story short, like they get the assassin, Dimitri safe, Uh, you know, Stevie is under house arrest. She, she can't leave the house. She's a very, you know, a good talk with her dad. That was a good scene in the kitchen. Uh, I thought between the two of them, you know, should I make you eggs? Don't make you eggs. You know, she has to know that things are not right with Dimitri and I thought it was very honorable of Henry to say he was a good soldier and he he you know he did he did a lot of good by this country I thought that was very nice
1: I know but I don't understand why Stevie's giving up on him this is what I when we got to the the end of the episode I was like what so you just just because he's moving to Alaska you're giving up on him well haven't you ever heard of Alaskan (laughs) Airlines you know and really, know. as a place to put your, you know, your double agent who is a target of a GRU assassin plot, Alaska is still part of the United States. Uh, they could, and as we know, you can see Russia yes. from Alaska, Leanne. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> they could get an assassin to go on a snowmobile and take him out up there. Uh, so I didn't really understand that, but I guess uh, that... If you're in Washington, D.C., that it might as well be the moon if right. you said you I you're think that was the point. Yeah. You work at the White House. So. Yeah. Yeah. You work outside the But she the just office. gave – I thought she had real feelings for Dmitri, And I thought he had real feelings for her. Mm. And I thought they would want to conti- – you know, figure, you know f- young lovers fight to be together. But they were like, no, bye. Hey, <laughs> it was – it's okay. <laughs> bye. And then they put him in that little green jumpsuit and yeah. <laughs> like he was – tiny didn't he didn't he, he? Did like, look
0: think, very tiny you yeah
1: he looked very tiny in that yeah. so maybe that's why when she saw him in the little green jumpsuit as he was on the tarmac yeah. getting ready to board the plane for alaska that she's like
0: hmm, goodbye Dmitri. if that's your real name yeah um i did i did read uh that um on also on twitter that the actor that plays dimitri he got a big part in a movie so i think that's actually why he's <laughs> leaving okay <laughs> Okay. The good news I is said, he- didn't you feel like they had more in their relationship,
1: like they really did connect, they were a really cute couple, they really enjoyed each other, that they w- wouldn't they naturally would have at least for a while tried to uh to work it out long distance. You know, no. I
0: think in his heart he was a soldier. And that's he knew he had sort of gone against orders. And, I mean, he said that was a pretty moving scene. And he said, I'd never really been la- allowed to feel anything. And with Stevie, I allowed myself to feel something. And then he went back to sort of the well-trained soldier. So, But Stevie's not a soldier. She yeah, could, again, she... I, it's a long way from White House to Alaska. <laughs> okay, Leanne. <laughs> okay. It's not like there are right. other guys in D.C. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the way you feel about it. No. You know, she's still young. She's made some horrendous mistakes, but she's still young. So um, so that's it. That's the end of Demetri and Stevie, at least till he wraps production on his film. And then maybe he'll be back. But you know what? There was only so far they could go with that storyline, really. Think about it. We don't really want to see Stevie in an ongoing relationship as cute as he was. And, you know, as you've mentioned, Henry was going to get him killed at some point. because <laughs> He's a terrible boss. So, <laughs> so uh so you know that opens the door for stevie to i don't know date other interns or whatever she she'll you know i like that she's become a major part of the story i enjoy her character i think she's a terrific actress and i think they've really sort of nailed her her voice on the show so i like that you know so uh yeah she's like boy i keep picking really unavailable men (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you do Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, up next are binders full of blouses. Okay. I thought um, in this show, personally, there was a scene where she was wearing like a gray shirt and a taupe, a gray skirt and a taupe yeah. silk shirt. I, I, I enjoyed that. that winning combination of neutrals. I thought that was very good. The one uh, outfit she had on that I worried about was that giant
1: blue turtleneck. It was like yeah. swallowing her up when yeah. she was she was boarding the plane yeah. to go to Russia. With the vice president, I, I didn't completely understand why she had that on, what 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 statement she was making with that.
0: Well, I, you know, to me that actually signaled, look, I'm going on a long plane ride and I'm just going to wear this cashmere turtleneck, you know, and <laughs> change on the plane. I actually like that. I mean, that's her color. I like, yeah. you know, because sometimes she gets on the plane in those suits. And as we know, as they said, nine hours to Moscow, you know, it's yeah. a long flight. So I was happy to see her in some cashmere. Uh, I thought the coat game was very strong, this whole episode. Episode Bess, of course, in the white coat, and then Stevie had that coat on on the landing. That was a nice coat, you know right right yeah, a, a shout
1: out to Daisy. We're glad she's back, yeah, and she had some cute numbers in black and white she's looking she's looking perky, and uh, it was great to have her on the show. I have a special notation for Stevie's Mary Jane pumps that she was wearing when she was sitting on the landing talking to her parents after she had gotten grounded for, you know, being with Dimitri. Dating and then he, like, agent. stomped upstairs in the shoes, you know, like, like a teenager. So I thought those shoes were highly effective in that scene. And just uh, a big uh, N.O. to the vice president, who seemed to be okay on the top. She had cute little jackets that seemed age-appropriate, character-appropriate. But in the last scene, she's wearing a pair of white pants. It was like, what? What, are <laughs> what happened? What happened to the matching skirt, to that cute suit top you have on? I don't know about that. I was... <laughs> okay. I didn't notice that. I'm going to have to well, go back. Well, I want and... you to go back and study that yeah. just in the last scene. Yeah, she's okay. wearing some bad white pants.
0: Okay. Excellent note. Excellent notation to self. All right, well, Julie, the exciting news um, for you is that you're going to be in Australia the next two weeks. Uh, yes, I
1: am, Lee, and I have no idea if Madam Secretary is on, but I don't think I'm going to be able to catch it because I'm going to be underwater for most of the time. I'm going to be at the Great Barrier Reef, uh, just talking to fish for a couple of weeks. Excellent. So, uh, so we'll. Uh, but I, the good news is that you are going to carry on in my absence. Right? I am.
0: It's going to feel a little lonely. I'm going to try to figure something. Out, I'm gonna trying to secure something special for the Madam Secretary recaps for the next okay. couple of weeks, but I, I can't make any promises. It may just be me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, that's the deal. So on this week's Satellite Sisters, I think we're gonna hear more about your trip. This we record this on Monday now. A little bit of a change in production schedule, so we haven't done this week's Satellite Sisters. But I know we have to talk about probably the biggest news of the week, and that is the figure skating. <laughs>
1: I have to leave. I didn't yeah. see any of it. Yeah. I know something happened. Yeah. People are upset. Yeah. people have very strong points of view. Yeah. I want you to break it down for us because you have become our in-house uh, ice skating uh, commentator. Yes, I have.
0: Yeah. Yes, I have. And so, yeah. and we had a very personal yeah. encounter, Liz and I, with Ashley Wagner uh, a month before, you know, six weeks ago. We had some a long conversation with her an event, and we really got some insight into the La La Land program. She skated this weekend, and she sadly did not make the Olympic team. And we're going to discuss that, what it means to be an athlete who also speaks your mind and- what that can do to your career. So we're going to talk about that. So it's basically sports diplomacy is what we're discussing. On okay, it sounds like an episode,
1: upcoming episode of Madam Secretary. <laughs> I could see from the previews, President Dalton is going to lose his mind. Oh, I can't wait. So that, that should keep you busy. <laughs> sorry, you're going to miss I'm that. Alive. I'm sorry. I know. I know.
0: All sorry, right. you're going to miss that. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Hey, if you like the show and you feel like it, just give us a thumbs up on iTunes and a a rating and a review. That would be helpful. You know, we're trying to build our audience here for the Madam Secretary recaps and we hope other Madam Secretary fans find us and those ratings and reviews really do help us. And if you want to just become part of the regular Satellite Sisters Satellite Sisterhood, please join our Satellite Sisters Facebook group. You can just search for it on Facebook and you'll find us. We have an official page and we have a Facebook group and, of course, tons of shows. I should mention, too, um, also coming up on Satellite Sisters, Tina Brown. We talked to um, Tina Brown from Vanity Fair and The New Yorker. She has a wonderful new book out called The Vanity Fair Diaries. In a couple weeks, we have an interview with Tina Brown about that book, and she shares some great insight on Megan Markle. So she has right. some advice for Princess Megan. Yeah. Uh, so very exciting couple of weeks. Julie, you're going to be in Australia, but the Satellite Sisters continues. So have a safe trip. Well, thanks, Lynn, And don't forget, don't- call your Satellite Sister.